Hi friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry with the podcast with Ashley Sleek. It's just like I showed up to your house, bottle of wine in hand with like 45 to an hour of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like who doesn't want to do that? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry with the Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek, and I am not going to lie to you all. I am ready for the 2022 recap podcast episode that we're going to do because we are that much closer to a whole new year, and I am so excited. Honestly, I could not be more thrilled about this year ending, and it's not because of why I'm normally ready for the year to end. Normally, I'm like, oh my God, fuck this year. This has been rough. Honestly, it wasn't. I mean, there was a lot of shit that happened. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, we know that. You've been sitting with me for a year here on the podcast, Um, but I, I just feel like there is this new energy that I have that I'm so excited to get to start a year with. And actually, I know this is going to be lame. So like, do not make fun of me. I mean, make fun of me if you want to. But hear me out. I was scrolling through Instagram, as always, of course, she's a social media whore. And um, I saw that Pop Sugar did like an astrology thing. So of course, I'm like going to be a psycho and go read Scorpio's New Year's horoscope. And but I have to say it was so accurately spot on. And so I just have to share. It said 2022, it was the year of doing inner work. And now you'll be reaping the rewards. Celebrate your growth and accept your blessings. Like, I'm sorry. What? Like, how is that not this year? Like this year, I think honestly, every single year of my life, of course, has been me striving to work on myself and become a better person, especially, you know, like I think 2018 on this was like very, very important to me. And I think this year was truly the first year that I really focused on it. And I felt like this was a big year of improvements for me. I think that like 2021 laid the foundation for me to get to achieve what I did this year. And there was so many things that happened. You know, I it's, it could be very easy for me to look back and be like, oh, my God, 2022, I went through another breakup and I was in the hospital and I was like the sickest I think I've ever been in years. You know, it's very easy for me to look back and think about all these negative things that might have happened during this time. But to me, it's so much better to focus on like the growth and the strength and the lessons that I learned. And so, you know, I think when I was doing the recap podcast, you know, preparation for this episode last year, I had pulled eight episodes that, you know, were like my top episodes or whatever. And this year I did five and they're a little bit different. I think that there was a lot of moments on the podcast this year that were so important as far as like reflection and growth and love. And that's really kind of what I wanted to highlight in this episode, because to me, that's really what this year was about. This year was about finding myself and being who I want to be and not letting anybody or myself stand in my own way. So I think that that was just so important to me to you know, be able to communicate that to all of you. And I know this has been a little bit of a different year. I when I was going back through the episodes, I'm like, oh, my God, like this was such a little spiritual year as far as content. And I think that everybody seemed to like it. But there was also a lot of ratchetness in between. And we we love to see that. And, you know, I do have and I'm sorry, what moment for this episode? Um, Also, a lot of 
things that um, I've seen on TikTok are people doing their like uh, dating wrapped, kind of like your Spotify wrapped. So I I decided to include that. Actually, um, one of my girlfriends, friend of the podcast, Kristen, had sent me a video of it. And she's like, you should do this on the podcast. So I'm just going to do it like a fun rundown of the year of dating um, after, you know, of course, this the the clips from this year. And then I have an I'm sorry, what moment that I'm really excited to, uh, you know, just share and put out there and hopefully never have to (laughs) bring up again. So I want to kick it off with the, uh, you know, the top five uh, moments for me in the podcast. And these are, you know, these aren't like the top five moments of my life. I think, you know, I didn't, I, when I was looking at it, I'm like, okay, a lot of good things happened this year. You know, I was into weddings. I got to meet two of my nieces, you know, um, there was a lot of, uh, accomplishments for my friends that I'm so proud of. I had obviously engagements and things like that. I don't want this to seem like, oh my God, your big life event wasn't put into the top five of the podcast. To me, these are, actually my favorite episode moments, uh, you know, for the podcast and stories that I was really excited to kind of get to tell. So I'm, I'm really thrilled to just top pop, pop through a, a top five moment of, <laughs> of 2022 here on the podcast. I mean, we had major milestones this year. Uh, you know, we hit a hundred episodes and we hit three years, which is so wild to me. And I'm I'm just so grateful for all of you for listening. And um, with that, I'm going to get us into the first podcast moment that I wanted to highlight. And this one was recent. So uh, you might recognize this because you probably literally just heard it. But um, it was episode 123. Be proud of who you are. And on this episode, my I'm sorry, what moment was all about, you know, not letting people define who you are and letting you define who you are. And this was a really important episode for me. I was going through a lot when I did this and it was something that I needed to hear. And I figured if I need to hear this, I'm sure my besties out there need to hear it. So um, in case you missed it, here is a clip from episode 123. Be proud of who you are. For my I'm sorry what moment of the week, it's a little bit more like, I don't know, deep than the normal ones, but I thought it was really important. I wanted to put it as the I'm sorry what moment of the week because I had a lot and I I wrote out a whole thing that I'm definitely going to read to you all. But like, you know, it's just it's just been a week of really questioning who I am. And I just felt like this is an I'm sorry what moment because like, I'm sorry, what? Why do we let people make us feel any less than amazing? We as humans are so impressive and we do so many amazing things And, you know, there are people who make us feel bad. And I'm sorry, what? We're not doing that shit anymore. We're not bringing that energy into 2023, okay? We're being confident and comfortable in who we are. So I'm just going to read this little thing that I wrote out because I thought it was good. Um, (laughs) You tell me. So I said, this weekend I found myself on a few different occasions feeling defensive over my character and who I am. And then I realized that this theme has been present over this entire year and even more looming over my entire lifetime. I used to think that it was my job to make people see me, to make sure that they knew that I was kind, caring, empathetic, strong, and passionate. I've come to realize that it's not my job to ensure that people see these things about me. It's my job to see these things about myself. It's my job to constantly work and grow and be proud of who I am. Those around me who are open to seeing it will, and they will posi- they will be positively impacted by it. And those who don't, 
And that will be their decision and their negativity is no longer welcome in my space. That is not to say that there will be no more mistakes or mishaps. There are words and actions that I have done that have hurt people and that's important. And it's my job to listen to that feedback and make the necessary changes and offer the support that was missing. It's also for me to remember my intentions. They're pure and I know that I don't set out to hurt people, but these things are important and I'm growing and learning and this is a huge part of that. Lastly, I will say that not everyone's issues are my burden to bear. There are some problems that people may have with me that I don't agree with and I don't think they're problems and that's okay. And it's my choice to hear them out and take in their criticism, but I'm allowed to have my own truth and set boundaries around that truth. I feel like that's one of those episodes that I'm like replay for myself often and remind myself that, you know, hey, you're a bad bitch. We don't have to worry about everything else. Um, (laughs) For the next uh, moment of the podcast that I love so much and had to share was episode 119, the best lie I've ever told. So this episode was really special to me because, um, you know, I got to be a part of such a big moment for my best friend's life. You know, uh, she got engaged and her uh, now fiance boyfriend trusted me to, um, you know, be a part of this big lie. And I think what made it so special to me was the relationship that I've had with them for so long. You know, I've been friends with with both of them, um, you know, since they really got together. And, you know, when I was with Jimmy, the four of us hung out a bunch. And, you know, when we broke up, they were really there for me um, through so many of my uh, darkest moments. And then even, you know, this year going through another breakup, I have to say, you know, um, they were some of the first people to get me out of my sweatpants and um, after the breakup and they've always just had my back. And I am just so, um, you know, honored of the friendship. And I think that also, you know, I was so in such an interesting place at this time, you know, um, recovering from being in the hospital and it being my my 30th birthday and all these emotions that this really gave me, you know, something to like keep pushing for and be excited about. And, you know, it just really it really made October like it just iced on the cake of the amazing month that October was. And I just feel so incredibly honored that I got to be a part of this big special moment. And also I am glad I do not have to lie anymore because that was fun and stressful. (laughs) So this is a fun clip from episode 119, the best lie I've ever told. Day comes and I'm like, okay, so this is what I'm talking about earlier where I was like, I'm sick. I'm not going to go in the hospital because like the plan doesn't really happen without me. Like, I don't know how you pivot. I guess what would happen is if I got sick, then like maybe they went. But the whole lie was that Alex was in Boston, so he wasn't even here. So um, we go up. So Kim and I pick up Kim at like 830 in the morning and to go up to Pride in Napa. And it was so gorgeous. It was absolutely beautiful up there. And so we get there and we do this little like tour thing. And what kept stressing me out was that the guy was like, let's take pictures outside. And I all I wanted to do was be in the cave because then I knew no one could see us. I was so nervous, even though Alex's PowerPoint was perfect. It's, you know, said where to park and everything. I was just like, if somebody pulls up right now and we're just like in the street, like this is not where the proposal is supposed to happen. It's in the middle of this parking lot, you know. So anyways, I was like, until we get into this cave, I'm stressed. But I think I played it off really well. I was still like at like I couldn't say no to the pictures because I never do, you know, so I was still like in it to win it, whatever. So we go through this like 
cave. It was super fun. So it was like this walking tour through like the barrel, barrel room. And so we had like a tasting at each spot. It was really cute. And then we go into this room. The romance levels of this room were so high. It was a very intimate. It looked like someone's living room and there was candles everywhere, which I think they normally have, but it was like very on point. There was a dining room table and a little like couch seating area. So we started to do a tasting on the couch. By the way, I made an entire fake agenda for this day. So according to my agenda, we're supposed to do a tasting at that place, a wine and cheese pairing at um, some other winery that was close by. And then we're going to go to downtown Napa for lunch and for like a wine tasting at Jam Cellars, which is my favorite up in Napa. So the guy brings us a cheese board and I'm like, oh shit, I lied about having cheese at the next place. Like, I hope this isn't like suspicious that we're getting double cheese, but like, why would I think anyone would question double cheese? I don't know. Anyways. So, uh, we get in the room. It's like hella romantic. Even she was like, this is so romantic. And I was like, hell yeah, for the two of us. And I thought it was so cute because the guy was sitting with us. He was telling us all these facts and Kim kept saying things like, oh my God, Alex would love this. Oh, I wish Alex was here. And I'm like, he is here, you know, like he is here. I don't know where he is, but he's here. And uh, so I'm like checking my watch, like trying to be sly because I knew he was going to walk in at 1115. And here was the situation. So Kim had mentioned that she really wanted like, you know, it to just be like her and, and, and Alex, you know. And so I'd asked Alex out pictures and he's like, well, you could stay behind and take pictures. And I was like, but she doesn't want me there. So I was like, if there's a place where I can like tuck away where I can't really hear, but I can still take a picture. I'll stay. If not, like I will leave. And I texted her, her best friend, Carrie, the night before we were talking about this. I'm like, okay, hail Mary decision. Do I stay in there? Or do I not? I was like, this is something she's mentioned multiple times. So like, I want to make sure I respect it. Once I saw the room, I was like, this shit's intimate. There is no way I'm going to be able to hide. Okay. However, what I didn't think through was how exactly I was going to exit the room. So we're sitting our backs to the door and, you know, we can kind of hear the door open. And then the guy who was doing our tasting was like, OK, I'm going to be right back. So he gets up and in no in absolutely no chill way at all. Not Andrew calling me in the middle of the podcast. Literally, I just got a call from from Andrew and I was like, oh, shit, what's happening? <laughs> anyways, I had to reschedule my appointment today, but that's fine because I'm doing therapy with you all. OK, anyways, in no chill way, I like literally scurry out of the room. I blacked out. I don't know if I said something, but Kim was like, I heard her say, what are you doing here? And then I was like, bye. And I just ran out of the room because I I was like, I, I didn't know how quickly he was going to be like, will you marry me? And I was like, I don't want to be here for this. I mean, let me rephrase. Did I want to be there for that? Oh, fuck yeah. I wanted the front row motherfucking show. The way I wanted to sit outside the door and listen, but I was like, no, I'm being respectful, being a good friend. I listen. And so uh, I, I scurried out and I also wanted to make sure I made it to the rest of like the friends and family that were there, you know, for when like th- like when they walked out the door. So it was really cool. The room had two doors. There was one that we came in and then there was one that went to this outside, like very pretty courtyard. And so that's where like her parents, his family, her best friend flew in from Colorado. This is my favorite part because like I just I love that so much. Like what a surprise, especially like. A surprise that everyone's there, but the surprise that like having someone fly in, I mean, no doubts, obviously that's like, that's her best friends or God sister, like, of course she's going to fly in. But it was just like, I just thought that was so exciting. So anyways, we like, 
open so she opens the door and then we're all there and it was just like one of the most special and amazing memories I just like I, I don't even know how to describe it it was just like your heart is just filled with so much unbelievable joy at that moment like I was like in shock I was like am I gonna cry am I gonna like I didn't even know it was just so amazing to see her like you know I was like when we walked into this room she was um you know just a girlfriend and when she walked out she was a fiance I like to talk a lot about my wedding resume it is something I am so proud of you know obviously I've been a bridesmaid 12 times I'll be 12 next year um of those I think I've been a maid of honor four or five times I can't remember right now uh you know a bartender once an officiant twice and um, a DJ twice you know I love my wedding resume and I think I can officially put like proposal assistant on that resume. Um, so if you need help with your proposal, I'm not going to take any credit for the plan because that was all Alex. I just had the little little tiny bit of the lie that that was with me. But um, <laughs> it was still really uh, an amazing time. And once again, I'm so honored um, to have been a part of it and sticking with the wedding theme, of course, you know, um, my best friend Jenna also got married this year. I got to be in two weddings. This year was really special. My friend Aaron and my friend Jenna. And, you know, Jenna's I, I did actually know about her proposal ahead of time, too, because I got the honor of going with Sergio to go ring shopping, which was so special. And of course, I had to bring a little slice of drums into uh, Jenna's wedding when I, uh, two weeks before, started to feel really sick. And, you know, one of my ankles swelled and then the other one swelled. And then it was this two weeks conundrum of me like calling all these hospitals and you know I wasn't able to walk I wasn't able to really do anything on my own and I finally made it to an emergency room and this was two days before her wedding and all I kept repeating to these doctors and driving them absolutely fucking insane was that I was going to walk and I was going to walk on Saturday and I was going to make it to this wedding. And sure enough, I did. And, you know, one of the best parts, which is in this clip of the whole thing, was Jenna coming to the hospital for me. And um, I'm going to talk about that more after this amazing clip. So this is from episode 110 from hospital to wedding in 48 hours. And I think where the game changer comes into play is that I was surprised in the hospital by Jenna. You guys, I couldn't even fucking believe it. I was celebrating myself because I was able to walk to the bathroom, which was such a big accomplishment. And so I go to the bathroom. My mom's there. I come out. I sit on the bed and my mom's like, oh, there's someone here to see you. So I just think it's a doctor. And of course, I'm so excited because, oh, I forgot to mention that my GI was also super cute. And I was like, oh, this will be fun. Like, what if I just married a GI? That would solve so many of my problems. He already talks about poop. Um, he does it for a living. You know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't be weird. I feel like all those, like, nervous shit things that happened to me, like, would go away. Because one of my least favorite things in the whole world about dating is having to tell people about my illnesses. I find it so fucking embarrassing. And obviously, I'm sitting here telling you all about it. But, like, whatever. You're my friends. It's – I find it – it's so hard for me. I find it so embarrassing. And because when you Google it, it's just about – it's just – it's too much. And I – Listen, I love talking about poop, but it's just, there's something weird about dating in it. It just, it's hard for me, okay? It just, it just is. But what if somebody already knew? What if they already knew? You know what I mean? So anyways, I just think it's my GI again, so I'm excited about that. And in walks Jenna two days before her wedding. And like, if you're a bride, 
Like, you know how stressful it is leading up to your wedding. If you've been a bridesmaid, you probably know as well. Like, there's just so much to do. There's so much last-minute shit. She walked in. I absolutely, like, lost it. Like, I didn't, like, I was just, like, so, the girl was too sad to speak. And I couldn't believe it. And I was like, get yourself a fucking friend who rolls into the hospital for you on her wedding week. You know what I mean? Like, and, and this is, like, one of those things about Jenna. Like, she's genuinely one of the best people I know. I, I mean, like, I I got so lucky when it came to my friends, you know? Like, I've had some sketch ones in the past, we all know. But, like, I feel like I solidly ended up with, like, just the best people. And this whole situation really showed that to me, and I'll, I'll get to that later. Um, but, you know, I was never afraid that she was going to be mad at me. I never had this fear that, like, Oh my God. I, I thought she would be sad. Obviously I didn't want to make her sad, but I never had this like, Oh my God, Jenna's going to kill me if I don't get to the wedding. I always knew that she cared. It was hard for me. Like I left her out of the newsletters cause I was just like, sorry, babe. I just like, I don't want to stress you. But you know, I called her and I told her and she was, and I was like, I'm going to get on prednisone. And she was there like when I was 16 and I was on prednisone. So she's saying the crazy firsthand. And she's like, please don't get on that just for my wedding. Like, your health comes first. And I was like, babe, I hear you. And I was like, it's twofold. I want to be there and I'm, and I'm tired. Like I can't, just can't do this anymore. Like I need it to be over. You know what I mean? So it was just so great. But I also think she came in fucking quarterback style because every one of my doctors came in when she was there and I kept being like, this is the bride. This is the bride. Like I'm so excited. And then suddenly they came back and they're like, we're going to discharge you. And I was like, Oh my God. I feel like seeing, I feel like they just saw the whole picture. Like the bride's there. Now you're like, you know, she's right there in the flesh. I feel like Jenna pushed me over the finish line and got me that sympathy card and got me out of the hospital, which was just so incredible. I am so sorry for the quality of that clip. Um, apparently I do not own that recording anymore. And so I had to like literally record it off of Apple. I feel like there's a way I should be able to download it, but I couldn't figure it out. But anyways, the importance of, of that moment for me obviously was like a very big perseverance, you know? And honestly, I know this sounds like kind of sappy, but to me, it was really like about the power of friendship. And, you know, what was so important to me about this year was one of the things that I was working so much with Andrew on. And obviously, like, let's give Andrew the moment he deserved for this year. But one of the things that I was working on with him was loneliness. I mean, after going through, you know, a, a big breakup in 2021 and then, you know, the Scotland breakup in 22, um, you know, it was easy for me to to fall into this same routine of like, oh, my God, I'm I'm almost 30. I'm going to I'm alone. I'm always alone, blah, 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 blah. And when I saw Jenna like walk through the door at the hospital, it was this reminder and this like flood of emotion that like I'm never going to be alone in the best way possible. Like it was a reminder of all the sacrifices that like all of my friends have made for me, whether it was, you know, in college when my best friend Julie would like take me to the hospital all the time or, you know, I, as I just mentioned, you know, with Kim and Alex, like getting me out of my 
freaking sweatpants after a breakup for like the second time going through another one of these with me or, you know, um, my morning walk talks with Krishma or, you know, like when I found Scotland's Bumble and I was just a fucking mess and, you know, my cousin just showed up over here and, you know, all the phone calls and text messages and like there's just so many things that I can like put in this moment of like, I am not going to be alone because I have all these friends who care about me, check in on me, um, are understanding of me. And, you know, I just got really lucky. And this was such a big turning point for me in my mental health journey. You know, when you are in that much pain, it's really easy to kind of, you know, fall back into this idea of like, you know, really not wanting to be like around or feeling like, you know, this is all just too much. And I remember just thinking like, I am going to get through this and I'm going to get myself through this, but I'm going to have all this amazing help, whether it was like my parents obviously did so much for me and I'm so grateful for them. And, you know, my, my friends also just being there, for so many moments across my entire life. Um, but really, you know, that that all kind of being highlighted this year and the people who really stuck by me and supported me. And I'm just so incredibly grateful, uh, you know, and, and even moving to San Jose, like I got to be connected with so many more um, in, in, important people in my life that I didn't really get to see that often. And, and it was just this really great year. And I feel like in that moment, I was just so, it was like this gush of, you're going to be okay. Like you're going to be okay. You, you, you are going to get through this and you don't have to do it alone. So that was really awesome. And I'll always be grateful for her. And I'm so glad I made it to the wedding. It was so much fun. And of course I have to like go into another wedding moment just because, you know, um, I also had the honor of officiating a wedding this year and, you know, they were supposed to get married in 2020 and it's kind of crazy. So when they were first getting married, um, Emily and Alistair, and they asked me to officiate, I was like literally dating Jimmy. And then um, by the time I actually got to officiate their wedding, I'd broken up with Jimmy and Scotland had broken up with me. And, you know, um, it was kind of this this moment and, and obviously not to make their wedding about me at all. But I remember, you know, being a little bit nervous about speaking about love, you know, during this time where I'm having my heart like totally broken. And, you know, I remember writing their speech and then doing it and, and listening back to it and being like, you know what? This was the most perfect thing that could have happened to me at this moment because this really reminded me of the love that I was looking for and the love that I deserve and the love that I think everybody deserves. And it was okay that I didn't have that yet. And it was okay that like my journey at this moment, like didn't get me that. And so, you know, I thought I would share again because I, you know, I really liked it. I thought it was a really good speech. So um, I'm going to share that with you. This was from episode 92. Who knew that weddings and a heartbreak could actually go so well together? So I asked my dad and he told me that this would be cool. So if he, if you don't think that this was cool, please take it up with my dad. He does also have an Instagram, um, John Florence 61. So, okay. I want to read you some of this, um, some of their ceremony. So I'll skip the kind of the part about, um, you know, my connection with them and everything, even though it was great. But I am going to read you some of this because I think also, first of all, 
I thought it was really good. I'm not going to lie. And I didn't do this with the last wedding that I officiated. And I was like, oh, this was like kind of fun. And I think that there's a lot of good lessons in here about love. And apparently this is the love episode for me coming from a weird place. But I also think that like if you're in a relationship and you maybe need to hear these things, like if you're not getting these things, like I could say this because I watched them be in love for so long and I knew they could do this. So anyways, I'm going to read you some of their ceremony. So I hope you enjoy it. Okay. So um, I talk about their postponed wedding, right? And then I start here with, there's lots of pop culture references in here. And I will say this, the groom loved Missy Elliott. So I said, but in the words of the great Missy Elliott, is it worth it? Let me work it. And listen, there have been a few times that I'm sure the two of you had to put your things down, flip it and reverse it. And in all seriousness, being in a relationship is hard work, especially one that has been alive for 10 plus years. You have spent the last years choosing to work through your hardships, choosing to communicate, choosing to push through the pain points. And most importantly, at every turn, you chose each other. The two of you achieved something that many couples struggle so hard to do. You're able to grow as a couple while giving each other the space to grow as individuals. You understood each other's needs and supported each other without hesitation. Talking over the years with Emily, she'd always be so excited to share the latest Alistair endeavor. I always knew what was going on with him at school or at work because she just beamed with pride talking about him. A few years ago, when I was visiting Emily and Alistair in the new apartment, before the wine was even poured, Alistair was already telling me all about Emily's new job and her accomplishment and how excited he was to marry her. Honestly, hearing these two talk about each other is the most special thing in the world. So I'm going to take a step back and let the two of you speak on your relationship. So I let them do their own vows. I do have their vow book still um, holding them hostage until they hang out with me again. Um, but I won't read you their vows because that would be a little weird. Okay. So, <laughs> by the way, I say listen in here twice. And I thought that was really funny because as you know, if you listen to the podcast, I say listen when I'm making a serious point. And um, Scotland called me out on it. And I thought it was funny that it's in here twice. So, OK, here we go. Listen, I know you two are technically married already and I'm not. So you may be asking, who is this girl to be giving me marriage advice? But you all asked me to be here. So it's happening. I don't know how many Ted Lasso fans we have here today, but obviously it's an amazing show with so many great lessons to be learned from it. But I think there is a serious message to be learned about love through the characters Keely and Roy. Sorry for any spoilers. And now that you're listening to the podcast, you can fast forward if you need it, but I don't think it's that bad. But also I said in the ceremony, like it's been out for a while. It's on you. Um, okay. <laughs> Throughout the seasons, we see these two constantly supporting each other. Whether it's Keely convincing Roy to take a more challenging job than coaching his little niece or Roy hyping up Keely before her Vanny Fair shoe. We see these two constantly push each other to be the best version of themselves. But they're also there for each other when things are not so great. We see Roy giving Keely the space that she needs and Keely forcing Roy to talk about things that he had previously been really closed off to. At the end of the season, we see these two starting new adventures, and a lot of people thought that they were heading for a breakup, but I saw this totally differently. I saw two people who may need to be on separate paths right now, but always planned for those paths to lead back home together. They didn't let their insecurities or ego get in the way of letting their partners be who they needed to be. You know in Legally Blonde when she's like, I have a point, I promise? Well, this is that point. Loving each other unconditionally is loving without boundaries. Never be afraid to let each other take on a new challenge. 
Always support one another and fill the role that that person needs you to fill in their life. Do not take on the world alone. Always lean on each other and be open with each other. You've kind of already proved that you can do that. So hold on to it and it will guide you through absolutely everything. I know there's been a lot of pop culture references here, but let me do one last one. As the title of one Miss Taylor Swift's most underrated song states, two is better than one. Ugh, I just love love. I don't know what to tell you. And I, you know, if I have to think about this year and one of the many lessons that I learned is that I am just going to keep being somebody who loves love. I'm somebody who falls in love with everything and everybody. And yes, that does mean that my heart gets broken a lot. But at the same time, like I just wouldn't want to look at life any other way. You know, I'm so glad that I have this amazing like big heart. That's how I got all these friends who were going to be supportive. That's why somebody asked me to officiate their wedding, you know, so it was just this really remarkable moment. And I just am so honored. I mean, their love story, Emily and Alistair, I mean, they've been together since high school. So, you know, for them to to allow me to be a part of their special day was was so amazing. And they're another one of these great couples that like lives close to me now. And unfortunately, I've just been so freaking sick this year. I haven't got to see them as much as I want to. But hopefully in the new year, I'll feel better and I'll get to see them more. And I just am so honored. And, you know, I just I can't wait till I get to feel and experience that love one day. And it, it will come when when I'm ready for it. So um, my very last uh, little recap um, of the top five podcast moments, you know, had to be one of my greatest accomplishments, which was getting to 100 episodes of this podcast. You know, I am just so beyond uh, grateful that uh, that all of you supported me this long. And, um, you know, I got to get to this huge milestone. And, you know, I talked about this recently when I was kind of talking about my own podcast and and how proud I am of it. And I said, you know, I really um, I girl boss this shit up. You know, I I saw that there was a need for something in my life and I created it. You know, I didn't wait for anybody to tell me that it was OK. And, you know, there's a hundred million reasons you can come up with for not doing something. And I could give myself a hundred million excuses for not doing this podcast. But I love it. I love that you all listen to it. I love that you talk to me about it. I love that, you know, it has the potential to be something amazing and that it already is something amazing and getting to 100 episodes episodes, you know, was so great. And I hope that, you know, there is another, you know, person out there who is like, I think I want to start a podcast and I hope I can like inspire them to do so. You know, it's obviously not going to be like a huge moneymaker right away or maybe it will be or whatever. But, you know, I do it because I, I love it and I love you all and I love that you listen to it. So um, I felt like, you know, getting to do the 100th episode and really share a lot of my story was, you know, cathartic for me, but also for you all to say, like, thank you for letting me into your lives. And, um, you know, uh, I, I'm going to give you a little bit more of me because that's that's what you love. Right. So, <laughs> um, of course, ending it off on such a high note with episode 100 titled episode freaking 100. One of the most important messages was told to me and it changed my entire life. And I think about it almost every day. And it was my dad telling me that, you know, I was different now and my body wasn't the same as all the other 15, 16 year old girls around me. And I was going to have to work harder in order to keep up. I was going to have to work harder, you know, to just be equal, but I was going to have to work even harder to be amazing, which is, you know, not 
verbatim what he said, but basically he was like, you know, you're different now. When they run one lap, you have to run two. If they're doing one mile, you're doing two. You know, it was like you always had to do a little bit extra because your body was like already at, you know, a, a back point. And so I took that with me forever. And I'll talk about later, like how it kind of comes back in when I was in college. But, you know, I look at that in life, too. It's like, you know, sometimes in order to get what you want, you just have to work a little bit harder. And I believe that about happiness, too, because I think that happiness, you know, is one of those things that we think we should just have. But honestly, you kind of have to work at it. And, you know, if you're struggling with depression or anxiety or any other mental health disease, you have to work a little bit harder at it. It's not going to come as natural. And you should keep people in your life that enhance your happiness, but people aren't going to make you happy. You make you happy and they help you get there. But at the end of the day, it's you. And so you might have to work a little bit harder. You might have to do more therapy than someone else, or you might have to have more tools in your toolbox than somebody else. But that's so important to have. And it was super life changing. Remember when I lost my freaking voice for the 100th episode? Like, what a journey. <laughs> I feel like I honestly can say, and I know I've said this a bunch of times, that this was like definitely the sickest that I've ever been um, health wise. Uh, and, you know, sickest in like a cool way. But uh, no, just just in reality, it's funny that I know I said this in the beginning. I really could have looked back on this year and been like, I hated this year. I was so sick. But honestly, like, you know, my body needed a lot of rest and it was really eye opening for me to see these special relationships and people who just, you know, were understanding of me and supported me. And, you know, uh, this was a big year for me to lean on the people in my life. And, and you know, I'm, I'm really grateful that I had that many people um, to lean on. And I just I just love you all so much. I can't believe I got to 100. And this was a great year. And I'm so excited for next year. I just feel like there's great things coming in life and in the podcast. And I'm just I'm so thrilled. And, you know, I will address the the elephant of the podcast. And um, <laughs> I know that a lot of you, especially if you're loyal listeners, know that uh, I joked about how the, the top Spotify episode and, and probably on Apple, too, if I looked, was, uh, you know, the breakup episode this year with Scotland. And I notably left it off of the top five. And I think to me, you know, it has nothing to do with, you know, the relationship or anything like that. It had everything to do with the fact that, like, I feel like I have relived that episode and that moment over and over again. I mean, honestly, like confession time between you and me. Uh, I used to listen to that podcast episode like all the time to go to like sleep or I think I just missed feeling like I was in love or I was just trying to like understand what happened and I would just go back and listen to it. And, you know, it really kind of like haunted me, I think. And even when I was going back through the clips of of this podcast, you know, Scotland comes up all the time. Like I talk about him all the time. And I think I'm just really ready to close the book um, on that relationship. And, and like I said, it has nothing to do with him. I'm so grateful. And I, I said this in the breakup episode and I meant it, you know, I mean, he really opened my eyes and I think there's so many things about that relationship that I'm so grateful for, you know, um, there was moments, of course, on the podcast, I was a little bit shady. And, you know, I, I, I kind of regret that, honestly, you know, like, I don't I want to be like Kim Kardashian and not talk shit about my exes. And, and, and it wasn't really like talking shit. I think it was just when I look back on it, it was just my genuine reaction to things like finding his bumble and, and, and all those moments. But, you know, I think that I really 
tried to do the relationship justice in talking about it. And I am really proud of who I've become since then. And I think that I am proud that I was in this relationship. You know, like I said, you know, there was this new confidence I got after being with him. And I think as far as as my relationships go, you know, the two biggest ones I always talk about are Jimmy and Scotland. And when I look back on Jimmy and I don't remember if I've said this on the podcast before, but, you know, I, I recently really came to the realization that I got so lucky when it came to Jimmy. And I know I talk a lot of shit about with him because he wasn't the best boyfriend in the whole world, but he was the best first love I could have asked for, honestly. And I just got really lucky that my my heart in my very first like long-term relationship was with him because for all intents and purposes, you know, uh, he really was a great guy. He just wasn't a great boyfriend, you know? And then with Scotland, um, I'm, I'm so grateful that, and I got lucky that he was the first guy I dated, you know, after Jimmy, you know, that was a great, you know, um, I hate to say this because it felt, it feels like a deeper relationship, but like a transition boyfriend, you know, he really helped me get out of this like bad place where I just thought that my self-worth was so low and he really helped me to lift it up. So, you know, for these two men in my life, I'm, I'm really grateful and I'm happy that I feel good now to close the door. And, and I've said this a bunch of times on the podcast, but for anybody going through a breakup, the most important thing that I learned this year was letting yourself feel the emotions. You know, I, I've talked about this many times. I think I just totally cockblocked myself in moving on and that I didn't want to, you know, and I just didn't want to feel sad. I didn't want to do any of that. So, you know, a relationship that was only like a couple months long took me, you know, a bunch of months to get over. And I feel like I'm in this really great place now. But that's because I was like, no, I'm going to feel this. I'm going to be sad. I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be heartbroken. And I'm not going to talk to him. That was the other second half. Dua Lipa was not fucking joking around with her song. I can't even remember what it's called, but um, New Rules. That's a song, please fucking listen to that. The worst thing that I did was also continue to talk to him. And, and it was just because I just, you know, I, I, I stunted my growth on that one too, because I just kept kind of going back. And now I feel, you know, really great and, and ready, you know, to, to move on and, and accept new love and accept the next chapter. But, um, you know, and I'm excited to take you all with me because obviously the dating content is just on point. So, uh, anyways, that's kind of why that, that, episode as important as it was to me and as beautiful of an episode as I think it is because I truly do think it's a really beautiful episode um you know I'm just ready to uh to remove as Taylor Swift would say I'm ready to remove that from my narrative and and move on um in in this positive way and so you know of course we're gonna get into the dating recap after this and please don't judge me I do not have the energy for a new commercial. So you're getting a Christmas commercial after Christmas, but deal with it. I love you. Okay, bye. Oh, we love the holidays. And I know, I know everybody's telling you where you should shop. But guess what? I'm going to tell you too. I think you should shop at Kitsch. Listen, they have such cute stocking stuffers and I'm picturing it in my head. You go get yourself a chic little stocking and you fill it with the ice roller, the towel scrunchie, the satin pillowcase will fit in there, the hair curler. They've got these little body soaps that are super cute and I'm sure smell amazing. Like there are so many good gifts you can get and it's so simple. Get them all together, one big order. And then guess what? Cause I'm Santa's little helper and I'm gonna ride my reindeer right into your savings. I'm gonna give you a 15% off discount. Ashley Sleek 15 
15 at checkout, get 15% off your order, and it's gonna be a perfect gift for the holiday season. So you can shop the link in my bio on Instagram, at Ashley Sleek, that's Ashley with two E's, of course. Happy shopping. All right, I know we all loved the 2022 dating scene. It was really unmatched. Uh, I am looking forward to next year as I ease myself out of retirement. But let's let's hit up 2022 as if this was a, you know, sports cast of my 2022 highlights uh, when it comes to dating. So we started off strong in the beginning of the year. We had a real, real strong foundation. We thought we're not even going to need a roster this year. We've got a starting lineup. We've got a star player and that's going to be it. We started dating Scotland like officially. We were together. We were actually on a journey to becoming a stepmom. We were entering a whole new ball game. We were like, you know what? I'm going to change our whole personality into being a hot stepmom, something that we have continued, by the way, into our fashion sense throughout the rest of the year. And for that, we are grateful. But unfortunately, the ball was fumbled in March when out of nowhere, uh, you know, we got a text message. Yes, a, a text message breakup in 2022. No, Miss Taylor Swift did address this back in like 2008 and somehow it is still happening. So major fumble on that point. But, you know, it was very understandable. You know, there was there was no beef. It was it was an understandable split. And, you know, it was just time for these two players to move on from each other. And and, and we took it hard. We did. This was a, a tough L. You know, we are really looking forward to not being single at the weddings this year and, and having a partner. But, you know, it's okay. Like all good sports stories, we will rise. We will rise. So, uh, you know, the problem was, however, um, the fumble on the other part was was really uh, continuing to to what they call backslide uh, into in into Scotland. So, you know, there was a couple times where maybe maybe it was the head star player's fault that she wasn't moving on from this uh, this 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 tough moment because, you know, the backsliding is is minus points, you know, but it's OK. It's OK, because you know what? In the spirit of backsliding, we also decided to go back to a, a, a player from last season, you know, somebody that we never really thought we'd have to see or talk to again. We slid right back into Mr. Gorgeous's DMs, and that really had a negative effect on the game. Uh, it was more of a, a, a tough turnaround and a interesting story. As far as the podcast goes, this was a key play in the 2022 dating scene, you know, when somebody decides to growl at you while doing uh, what the kids call doggy style, uh, that play I'm not that familiar with, but you know, when they growl at you to, to look up in the middle of sex, you know, that is, it's a flag on the play for sure. But you know, we move straight past it. We're like, okay, this was a good moment. It was a nice bangable teaching moment that maybe going back to people isn't the right move. So we, we, we need to move forwards. Okay. So then, uh, we decided that we were going to go back on the apps and let's meet a man. So on our way out of Bumble, we matched with this guy who was a therapist. He said he was emotionally available. Now that, that is a green flag on the play. Okay. And a therapist. I mean, I love my therapist. So I was like, Hey, what could be wrong with that? We go on a date it was amazing. This was a great first date. He did say that he played D&D &D, and I was willing to accept that nerd point. I was like, you know what? I think this will be a good upgrade having this nice nerdy guy around. And then, you know, the football was fumbled again when he 
found out that, you know, we didn't want children. Children is a, a big point of discussion, you know, and sometimes it makes me negative points in the male suitor's eyes. So we, we did lose a couple points and we lost out on the therapist, but but that's okay. We, we uh, in our time off from the dating apps, we also thought that we could find our own story, okay? And this was when, you know, desperation was truly striking when, uh, uh, you know, we received a text message from some random number and we decided that, you know what? We're gonna make our own Hallmark movie and we are going to draw up our own goddamn play and we are gonna run this play right into the hearts of millions of people with this amazing story and it was not. So, uh, you know, even though I tried and we texted with the with the Hallmark guy, uh, when we saw his Instagram, it was a no. It was a definite no. His profile picture was him with somebody peeing in the background. And he also was a dad. So I don't know what the daddy theme was here in 2021 to 2020, but we're hoping we leave that energy there in, 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 in 2020. We don't need to be bringing that into 2023. So then, um, somewhere through here was Castle, someone that we couldn't find a name for for a really long time. See, this player was very similar to one early on in the season and that they came from the same country. So we were thinking, Hey, same country, same accent, same hotness. Like this could be a nice replacement. This could be a nice way to, you know, continue the lifestyle of, of Scotland. It was not. He ghosted us. And, you know, we should have known better. We didn't. It didn't work out with the first Scottish guy. Why we thought we could just move into another one. I don't know. But I am going to miss the fact that he talked about us getting married so early on in the conversation. Might have been a red flag for many people. But for me, a green. Then, of course, we have the major, major setback of finding said X on on Bumble. And, you know, that that was hurtful. That was hurtful. It's not his fault. I think anybody would have been hurt. So we're not we're not trying to shit on the other team. OK, that's not what we're doing here. We're just saying that it was a, a little bit of a jab to the heart. So, you know, we did not handle this with class and grace as most people would maybe do. What we did was we invited our cousin over. We brought somebody off the bench. We brought the assistant coach in and we said, hey, I need you to coach me through this. And what we did instead was go to a high school football game and get drunk. And then I hit on earrings and earrings. Uh, listen, for the cockiness of earrings, it was not worth the fight. And did we cry over him? Yes. Negative points on the field on that one. I did not think I was going to get drafted again, honestly, for the tears over earrings. A man whose name I do know now, but did not know then. Then we were like, OK, it's fine. We're going to go back on the dating apps. So let's like take a break. Let's let's return to the game. Let's return to, to what we know. Let's get back in it. Let's turn the channel back on. And we decided to go on a date with Bad Ashley. Now, Bad Ashley was key in that he brought up all the worst topics on a first date, religion, politics, um, exes. It was it was a whirlwind of a time. And it made it was important, though, because, you know, sometimes it's not about how you play the game, but it's what you take from the game. It's what you leave the field with. And what we left the field with that night was an understanding that we actually are significantly more emotionally stable than we thought. And there are people out there who just actually 
are not ready to be with us, which is a lesson we could have learned earlier on in the game, maybe years ago, but we're learning it now and that's okay with Bad Ashley. Then, uh, you know, we kind of kicked it off into a little bit of strings of a sexcapade, if you would. Um, you know, it was fine. It wasn't that many, but we did have a one night stand on our birthday. And listen, that extra points, extra points on that one. Listen, when you're going out in a hometown bar, you're not really thinking you're going to pull anybody. But the fact that you managed to, and after being awake at like 7 a.m. and partying all night and having a nice 30-year-old one-night stand, we're into it. And guess what? We didn't want his number. And we love that. We like that game. We like that we were not committed to the cause on this one. So we did wrap it up. Unfortunately, I'm not going to tell you the story on this podcast, but on next week's episode, I will be sure to fill you in on one other one-night stand we had to wrap up the year. Um, I will give you a hint. It was in Australia, but not the Australia that you're thinking. And listen, we love a good down on a joke. And there was a lot. And let us not forget that we did go on a best date, best Bumble first date that I've been on at the very end of this year with the bartending short king. He is still very much in the game right now. Um, he's a little he's on injured reserve, I would say, because uh, he's really busy. But the communication has been key on this. You know, he communicated to me early on that like he's not going to really be able to go on a second date until the new year. And I like that. I like that there was communication and I really needed a break. I am tired. I have been playing in the game year round with all the emotional injuries that came with that. So, you know, we're excited to see what's going to happen next year when I'm ready to re-enter the game. But overall, I would say this has been a very successful year. And I think that we've learned a lot about ourselves this year. And I think the game was played really well. Uh, you know, a couple fumbles as we did. But overall, I learned that I am worth loving and somebody out there will know that. And really, that is all you need to know. So that has been my sports cast of my very own dating life. And we love to see it. I'm very excited for next year. And this perfectly leads me into my I'm sorry what moment of the week. I am leaving you in 2022 with a bang and all puns intended on this one, because I feel that as of recently, and I don't say this lightly, I do feel there was a couple situations that have happened to me recently, little side comments that have been made that make me feel a little bit like I've been slut shamed on the podcast. And I want to tell you this, okay? I have no shame in the decisions that I make. I am a 30 year old woman who, if I want to go out and sleep with some random guy and not know his name in the morning, I'm going to do that. If I want to go on a date and I really like the guy and I want to bring him home and be a first date fucker, I'm going to do that. And if I don't want to fuck anybody and I want to just go on a nice date and, you know, take it slow. I'm going to do that. But guess what? That is nobody else's decision besides mine. And I do not think that it's shameful to do any of those things. And I think one of the important reasons that I had this podcast and always was, was to inspire people. And I talk a lot about that with like the health stuff and the work stuff and all that shit. But like, you know what? Sexually, you should be able to do whatever the fuck you want to do. And you should not let anybody anybody make you feel bad about it. Okay. Listen, if somebody is genuinely concerned, maybe you're like, it's getting a little too much. And you're being a little risky and your friends want to jump in and ask some questions, respect as they should. If you're getting emotionally attached to every guy and crying about it every night, maybe we should talk about that. But if you decide at the end of the day that this is what you want, then it is what you want. And there is no shame 
in this. And personally, I'm not sitting here being the poster child for how to get a man's. I'm 30 and I'm single, you know, but I'm also proud of being 30 and single. I love my life. And like, am I so excited to get married and do all that stuff? No shit. Did you not hear me talk about my wedding resume before? My party's going to be on fucking fire. But more importantly, I can't wait to have a partner to do life with. But until then, I'm on my own path and my own journey. And that's okay. So even though I was letting these kind of things affect me and make me kind of like, it kind of took me back. And I was like, oh, I saw there was some comments from people I wasn't expecting. And I was like, oh shit, are you like fucking shaming me right now? Um, no, I will not be shamed because you know what? Everything is good content. And I'm happy to share it here on the podcast with you. I've made many fucking mistakes in my life and I'm sure I will continue to make many fucking mistakes and we can make them together. And I will not be shamed for who I am and I'm proud of it and I love sharing my weird sex stories with all of you. I think it's funny. I think that it helps get through the dating. Like, you know, I tell my girlfriends all the time, dating's fucking hard. Dating sucks. So if you don't have a group of people to be able to share it with, if you don't have a group chat that you can talk about your weird dates and awkward moments with, like you're not going to be able to get through it. And this is it for me. And I do also have lots of group chats about it, but I'm just saying that this is it for me. And you know what? I got to give my fucking friends who are married something to live for. Okay. They're in their married ass relationships. They're not dating anymore. They want to know a key to what's going on in life. And one day I'll be the married person wanting the key to what's going on in life. But for now I am the key giver and I am proud of doing that. And I will not be ashamed of who I am. And I don't think that you should be either. So anyways, love yourself. I love you all. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for doing 2022 with me. It was a hell of a fucking ride. I am so proud. I cannot wait to open my heart and soul to all the amazing things happening next year. Please do the same. Please take care of yourself. Please set boundaries. Please be yourself because I promise you there is nothing better to be than you. I love you so much. I'm so glad that we made it to three years and a hundred episodes together. I just cannot tell you enough how much it means to me to have your support. And uh, I just, I am the luckiest girl in the whole world. So I love you so much. Thank you for listening. Happy New Year. Okay, bye.